What's going on, coaches? February of 2021 is already down, headed into March. Hopefully, you guys have an unbelievable March. Uh, hopefully, all the teams that are playing football right now, you guys are having a lot of success getting into the season, and then everybody else in the other states are getting ready for spring football or whatever your state does with that. So if you guys need anything from us, we'll be releasing new videos on our website. You can find everything from podcasts to videos to merchandise all over at runthepower.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Legend Rings. As coaches, we all know the best way to represent our big win is with the championship ring. And the team at Legend Rings wants to help you celebrate your regional and state championship title this season. Their goal is to make your championship ring purchase simple, easy, and affordable from design to delivery. Check them out at legendrings.com or email info at legendrings.com to get started. Let them know that Run the Power sent you and they will make your ring for free. Again, go check them out at legendrings.com. This episode of the RTP podcast is brought to you by our guys over at Just Play. The team at Just Play hooked us up with their product, as you guys know, uh, and it's been a game changer for us. If you've seen us on Twitter or uh, have talked to us about this at all. We obviously especially love the playbook tools that allow us to create our favorite blocking schemes, as you guys know, power, counter, inside zone, pin and pull, uh, and formation, so we can save time and be more productive. That's the biggest part. Saves time on defenses, saves time on, on inputting offensive uh, formations, and then easy to draw the play out. Just Play is a limited time offer for RTP listeners only. Get my Just Play Pro for $120, which is an unbelievable $60 off the normal list price. Uh, this offer has been extended uh, and won't last forever. You can get this deal at JustPlaySolutions.com slash RTP. The best playbook tool on the market at JustPlaySolutions.com slash RTP. Don't wait, go do it today. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Team Builder. Team Builder provides strength and conditioning software to high schools around the country. Whether you write your own programs, have a full-time strength coach, or need training programs, Team Builder can make your program better. Right now, Team Builder is offering a 10-week off-season football training program with a two-a-day speed and agility program. This template even comes with videos from some of the top SEC strength coaches that will show you how to run your weight room. Visit their website and enter the code RTP to get the off-season football training template and start your 14-day completely free trial at teambuilder.com. Again, enter code RTP at teambuilder.com, which is teambuilder.com. On this episode of RTP brought to you by Legend Rings, we talk again with one of Wisconsin's finest, Drew Ambrose. Coach Ambrose is the OC and quarterback's coach at Franklin High School in Franklin, Wisconsin. Listen as we talk with Coach Ambrose about Franklin's 19-20 and 20 season, running the WFCA virtual coaches clinics, and how to attack defenses with your speed guys. You can follow Coach Ambrose on Twitter at DrewAmbrose underscore. Hope you guys enjoy. I was, I've been telling Harper the last two nights I was out actually shoveling our field because our, our guys, the QBs want to throw. I mean, we'll throw a little <laughs> bit, you know, in the gym, but it's just not yeah. the same. You know, I mean, it, it's yeah. at least getting some work in for the QBs, but yep. with, with the receivers, it makes it horrible because, you know, if any outbreak or inbreak, they're going to slide. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm always worried about a guy rolling an ankle or something. So they're like, well, coach, let's throw outside. And it's actually been in the 40s. So it's melted a little bit. So we're actually out there clearing off 
areas and then of course today it's going to snow again to cover it all yeah so. exactly yeah i know <laughs> yeah we just get in uh not not our school district but um our there's like a sports complex in town just maybe five minutes from school and they just built like a 110 yard indoor facility um but it, it's actually meant for <clears throat> the like milwaukee has a oh, it's like an indoor soccer team like professional indoor soccer yeah. So it's like their facility, but they're going to let us use it. So I know our guys, like, it's just opening up right now. So our guys are going to start going over and using that, which is going to be sweet. So, I was about to say, that'll be huge for you guys. I think that. Yeah. I mean, here especially. I mean, like, we, <laughs> yeah. uh, not this year, but last year we had, it snowed on Halloween here last year. Like, and I, I don't mean like a little bit, like it snowed like six inches on Halloween. So we, and we had practice, you know, like we're, I don't know, sure. like round two of the round two of the playoffs, I think at that point. And it was like, they didn't get, you know, our field is covered in six inches of snow. We had to practice in it. So that sucked. <laughs> yeah. We got the same one. It was the, the same snowstorm. And, and again, you know, yeah. tell the kids, bring your shovels. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know, whatever reason they're not prepared to, to clear off the fields, but our kids do a pretty good job and they, they get kind of fired up about it. You know, Hey, blue collar will work and, and they didn't, they don't mind it, but. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They finally, I don't know. They plowed it off with something like took a truck with a a plow, but they put like PVC pipe along the bottom of the plow so that it didn't mess up the turf, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I wasn't out there when they did it, but I know they're really concerned about plowing the turf off. So (laughs) as they should be. Yeah. So you know what I was hurting for money. (laughs) Interesting to me was um, I, I was reading a book or I was listening to a book, uh, Michael Lombardi's book, and he was saying that like during snowstorms, everyone says, or, or during the snow, cold weather games, snow, that everyone always says, hey, it's going to be two teams going to have to run the ball. He always, you know, his thought was that it should be a big passing game. As long as your quarterback can have big enough hands, I guess, to hold on to the ball, that, you know, DBs can't, can't cut as well as long as your receivers can catch a, a cold hard ball that uh you should actually be able to throw for more and it's kind of interesting watching you know lately like the packers uh the packers yep. record when it's snowing or when it's super cold is like some ungodly number uh, yeah. it's kind of a kind of a crazy deal you know that aaron Rodgers is so good at it that, that those receivers cut so well off of those conditions something i never thought of yeah yeah we uh, i mean that that week I mean, obviously we practiced in it, but they well, they had it cleared off. But I, I don't I don't remember off the top of my head like how many. I know we blew the team out in that game, but I, I don't remember how much we passed. For. I think we threw for quite a bit, but they were not a great team, so that didn't didn't help their cause. But <laughs> so, but yeah, we'll see. It's been an interesting year, anyway. So, <laughs> well, give it give us kind of you know the the update. You know, obviously we we had you on before. You know, what what all's kind of changed since then? I know you've you've kind of made the venture into doing a lot of, you know, the clinics. I know you've got you know a new job, being an OC and and doing the playoffs and and getting to do some of these things. Man, give us uh give us all the the quick update that we got going on in in Drew's life, man. Yeah. So, well, I guess since the last time I was on, I, I mean, obviously I'm at Franklin, so it's been. I mean, obviously two seasons I've been there. So uh, not this current season, but last year um, we, we had a real good year again. Uh, we ended up, we lost a tight game week one um, to another really good team. They beat us by a field goal. And then we rattled off 10 in a row until we got to the state quarterfinals. And then we played um, 
Muskego High School. Um, they're they've won it like three years in a row. And I know you had uh, Ryan, their DC on. He's a good dude. I, I know him pretty well. Yeah. Um, we got they beat us seventeen to ten uh, in the quarterfinals. Our, our quarterback, you know, who's a stud. He's a D one recruit. Um, 2022 kid he tore his mcl like the second drive of the game uh so we we were missing him the whole game and then uh brought up put our backup in and, and hung tight with him we just couldn't punch it in the end zone you know we just couldn't throw the ball as well as we can with miles in there um so that that sucked i felt i felt pretty good that we you know we had a pretty good shot to beat those guys had he not gotten hurt but you know it is what it is um and then obviously this year, you know, crazy for everybody. Um, we had taken, I guess Wisconsin had like, you know, we were really up in the air here as far as what was going to happen with the season. We didn't know until, oh man, I don't even know. I think it was like late July before they finally made the decision that we were going to give it a go. And, but they pushed us back a month so that the season didn't start until after school started. So that, that knocked us down to at most we could play uh, seven regular season games. And then they did, they didn't have a plan for the playoffs at the time. Um, kind of up in the air until, you know, the season got going and, and saw how it went. Um, so we kind of dealt, we dealt with that. And then our conference, uh, well, I guess on top of that, so they also gave teams the option of opting to play in an alternate spring season. So like we have teams in our state that are, you know, they're going to start playing in like March. So like, I think it was, I think we were about 65, 70% of teams did play in the fall. Um, but there are a good amount of teams and actually a lot of like some pretty good teams, like especially kind of up in the Green Bay area. A lot of those teams opted for the spring, which, you know, some of the state powerhouses like Kimberly and Bayport, those teams are going to be playing coming up here in the spring. Um, wow. So it wasn't like a full you know, full season or, or full schedule wow. like it normally was. And then we actually, so because you could opt for the spring season, actually one of um, so the, the way that our conference is set up, right? Like it's, it's, we're the only team in our district. Um, we have another team, Oak Creek, just right across the, you know, just right down the road from us. They're kind of our big rivals. They opted to play with in the fall. And then um, Racine, Wisconsin, which uh, they have three high schools, which they're in our league. They opted to go to the spring season. Um, and then we had Kenosha, which obviously I'm sure, you know, everybody knows about Kenosha now, right? After the, the Jacob Blake shooting, um, yep. that those teams are in our conference, the Kenosha schools, right? Um, so we, they kind of went back and forth. You know, they, they didn't know if they were going to play. Then they decided to play. And then that happened, like, I don't know, maybe a matter of weeks before the season was supposed to start. And then it was kind of like, oh, man, like, are they, what's going to happen with those guys now? Um, they ended up still playing. I know there's a lot of concern about, you know, like, what's going to happen as COVID units go rampant through the city because of, you know, everything going on in the aftermath of the shooting. Um, it ended up not really affecting their teams, and they did end up playing. And then actually, interestingly enough, the, our opening game of the season, we played uh, Kenosha Bradford, which just, uh, I mean, location-wise, that, that school is less than a mile away from where that Jacob Blake shooting happened, like right down the road from, from where it actually happened. So it, it, was, uh, it was an interesting, like, summer, <laughs> you know, like yeah. not really knowing what was going to happen. And I think at that point, like I think you guys were already had already started. 
I remember watching some of your guys' early games um, beforehand. We actually stole something from from you guys' walls right away for week one. Um, Perfect. And then we we went in. Um, we played them. We played. We we ended up only playing five games um, due to various factors. We our, our school we didn't really have any issues until the very end of the season. Um, we ended up having some games canceled through throughout that seven game season. Obviously, because we only played five, not because of anything with our school we had um one week we actually went through three different opponents um which was insane so i we had to <laughs> game plan for three teams in in five days which is nuts i think our final opponent we finally it was finalized on like a wednesday Jeez. so we had two days to prep two days to prep for them and, they, and they're a pretty good team um kind of an up-and-coming team in the milwaukee area that we don't normally play um, which ended up being a tough game. We pulled it off. I think we beat them 21-7. But um, so we get through that. We play five eventually. And, and that's, you know, the last one against Oak Creek, our rival. And then, you know, we, we leave the game. And the way Wisconsin does the playoffs, um, they always go through and, and they announce the playoff field like Friday night at like, you know, midnight or something. And then they put out the, the brackets at probably 2-ish, 2 a.m. or something like that. So we went over to one of the coaches' houses. Uh, the Liz by school and we're hanging out you know we we had known like our, our school kind of like the number of positive COVID cases was starting to tick up a little bit you know and obviously we you know we've been had guys you know we're constantly having guys pulled out for whatever reason you know close contact stuff like that getting quarantined we only we actually only had one positive case on our team all year which was uh kind of unbelievable um and we get to Friday night, we find out like the, the way they did the playoffs is they put us into like pods of four teams and uh, we got placed with Muskego again, you know, who has, you know, they've won the state title the past few years, kind of the one team that we haven't really been able to beat. We got them and then uh, two other pretty good teams from the Milwaukee area. And we come in, you know, thinking, all right, great, you know, Saturday morning we get the film exchanged and whatnot. And, and I'm looking at the film and all of a sudden my head coach calls me. He's like, hey, um, our AD just called, and they're they're closing school down for two weeks, and they're going to shut us down. We're not going to get to play in the playoffs. So that that was it. That was the end of our season. So we ended the season five and zero. You know, good year. Obviously, very disappointing the way it ended, and you know, kind of the way some of the things transpired were. It was it was a frustrating year, but you know, we were pretty successful on the field. I thought you know we did a good job with all of the you know the stuff with related to covid and just dealing with all that but it was very stressful i think you know just the the amount of <laughs> kids i i don't think we ever played a game at full strength you know with all of our guys uh, even you know we had one week where our starting left guard we li were literally out at pregame walkthrough at five o'clock and uh, they came out and they're like oh hey uh so-and-so is close contact he's got to go <laughs> it's like what That's like terrible. are you kidding me well, those the the close contact stuff i mean i i can i can handle all the other stuff but the close contact stuff was always the toughest ones because it would yeah. be you know the 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 kid had done everything that he could you know the the kid's not showing any symptoms and then it's you know some slappy in the school that was yeah, exactly. you know too close to him or you know went and got tested and wasn't wearing their mask correctly or whatever so you know you kind of get screwed by somebody who's who's not doing the things that they need to do and those were the hardest conversations you had. And then, like you said, it, it seemed like you'd find out, you know, after you practiced all week, then you find out Thursday, so-and-so is not playing or like you guys said, they, they pull them out of the huddle. So, I mean, yeah. 
that that was the part to me like hey i know it's not an easy job but man there was so many mishandlings of of the quote close contact and those kids yeah, i mean they're just crushed when it happens to them because like you said there was nothing they could do about it they've been yeah. smart and not gone out or done whatever and because they were sitting in english by the wrong kid who refused to stay home or whatever reason had no reason to and gets tested yeah. and now the kid's out for two weeks misses two games of a senior year whatever we yeah. you know our kids were crushed i went to a game two hours away um it was and then the other, one of the teams was jinx versus enid so jinx had to drive two hours to go play enid uh, it was like on a thursday or something so went ahead went down and watched was going to watch the game i get there they bust everybody there they go through uh like pregame stuff then they go and do senior night they go through all senior night and there's like 10 minutes left on the clock to start the game. They come over to the PA and they cancel the entire game. Oh, man. Put all 100 kids on Jinx back on a bus, have to sit in a bus for two hours. I mean, the, the close contact nightmare yeah. for all these coaches. Send them back and no one gets to play a football game. Yeah, that's brutal, man. We, we had one kid on our team and I felt terrible for him, a senior, he, kind of outside linebacker, DB type kid. Got, he got quarantined three times. Um, only planned up playing in one game senior year. You know, like again, another one where I, I and one of the times he got pulled. I think the first time he got quarantined, he was pulled on game day, like right before the game, and then he got quarantined. And he was, it, it was, and I don't know how this works, but he got like quarantined again while he was on quarantine. You know, like they called him and said, "Oh, hey, like we were two days late telling you the first time. And in the meantime, you got, you had another close contact. So you got to add two more days. And it was like, are you kidding me? Wow. Like, you know, like the poor kid, like. Sure. The kid is, is terrible the worst for him because for. it's your senior year. You know, you're, you're going to miss. He played one game his senior year. And like that sucks for him. And we had other kids, one of our other starting outside linebacker get pulled uh, the day of like our last game. You know, we're playing our, our rival the last game of the year pulled you know done that's it he, he played the whole played the whole year and then all of a sudden game day you find out you don't get to play against you know your rival who you know one of the games you've probably been waiting your entire life to play in and that and then you know he doesn't he didn't have covid never tested positive tested negative for it of course and yeah it's, it was brutal so yeah i don't i don't think we ever had a game I think at most at best i think we had nine on offense at least i think the best we ever had was nine nine regular starters, um, you know, constantly trying to shuffle guys around. Luckily, we didn't lose, like, you know, we never lost our quarterback. Uh, we never lost our tight end. Um, we never lost our big stud left tackle. Like, those three made it through. Our running backs made it through. Our receivers, and a couple of them ended up getting quarantined. Our linemen, for whatever reason, our offensive line, like, besides our left tackle, just got decimated. I think every one of them was quarantined mm. at one point. So yeah, it was, it was nuts, man. I, I hopefully this is not something that uh, happens again, and it's it's better by next year because it was it was rough. I think it, it's not so much like, you know, I don't like for me it is what it is. You know, like I'll be back, I'll, I'll be here for, you know, the long haul, obviously. But the the kids are man. I just if you feel terrible for them, like, oh yeah, you know, we've got we've got a lot of juniors. Our our, our junior class going to be seniors. They're really really talented class like probably I mean I gotta say probably double digit number of kids that will go on to play at the college level and it's like you know recruiting wise Oof. I mean what are they gonna do you know I mean our quarterback is 
I mean, in my opinion, he, he's, he could easily play, you know, power five football. I mean, I, I don't think there's any question if you see him in person, you would, you would say the same thing. And it's like, he's just not, you know, those coaches haven't been able to see him and, you know, he's not getting those kind of offers. He's gotten, you know, he gets Mac offers. I think just about the entire Mac is offered in, but it's just like, you feel bad for the kids because like, you know, they have the ability to do it and they want to do it, but it's not, you know, it's not happening for them just because of the circumstances, you know, in the world today. So it's, it, yeah, it's, it's tough, man. I'm... Well, and there's there's no scholarships out there right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you know, colleges colleges did the right thing for the college kids and and letting them stay an extra year and not counting, but uh, they still only have so many scholarships. So uh, if you don't lose many seniors, then you've only got you know that many scholarships left the next year. And then you know, with what they're letting to do, letting all the kids do with the transfer rule, you know, one time transfer to wherever you want. You know, a lot of the smaller schools, even the bigger schools, would rather hold out. They'd rather take a, uh, you know, a D, you know, power five transfer in than a high school kid. They they don't know if he can play. So yeah. it's yeah, it's we, really tough on that senior and junior group. Yeah, we had um, this year actually two two seniors right now, twenty twenty one kids. We have a, a D end who's really you know really good player uh, and just committed as a, a walk on at South Dakota State. You know, he's another one like I, I there's no question in my mind that like you know in a normal year he's you know not having to pay to go to college you know he's, he's getting a scholarship somewhere uh and our tight end is in the same boat I mean he's gotten several you know I know like the Patriot League is non-scholarship like he just got offered by Drake today um he's got uh Valparaiso and Western Illinois a few I think South Dakota State might be in there you know, they've all offered him just a walk-on, you know, because they don't have scholarships available. And it's like, he's no, there's no doubt in my mind, like they're, they're, they're scholarship type kids. And, and I hope they, you know, I hope eventually they, and I, I believe they will, once they have the chance to earn that, you know, down the road, I think they will, they'll probably hopefully get a scholarship, but yeah, it's tough. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what you do for those kids. It's, it's going to be a couple of years to <laughs> probably before they get it all straightened out and figured out how they're going to handle all those guys. Cause I think you're going to have a lot of really good football players probably going to end up playing at some of the lower levels. And it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be absolutely crazy. I mean, it'll take, it'll take years for probably all of it to sort itself out. Um, Coach, I'm interested too, man. It's, it's kind of, you know, the same reason that, that Harper and I got into to podcast and, you know, we, we, we start to go nuts and stir crazy when there's not enough football. And I know you'd kind of taken the lead role on, on setting up some of the, uh, the online clinics. Uh, you know, I, I was lucky enough to be able to, to come on there and check it out a couple of times. And you, you let me, uh, do a short presentation, but, uh, love the format. What was kind of, you know, the, the, the brainchild of, of having to do that. Uh, I'm interested to hear, you know, how all that kind of went down. Cause you did a really nice job. Yeah. So, I mean, it was not, uh, I guess the preface at all, like that was never, I did not intend on it being, becoming what it did like it was literally like I and I know you know Justin Gum he, he had been down to he was down at Iowa State you know we I think he met up with you his staff yep. when he was at Kettle Moraine yep um him, him and I are pretty close um and we we get together and talk ball pretty regularly um but we would obviously did it in person prior um so we kind of had this thing like him and I and um our other buddy, Eric Tresky, who is the, he's now the head coach at uh, Wisconsin Lutheran College. 
in the Milwaukee area. We would uh, honestly, we would go to like a, a Chick-fil-A, like we'd meet up in the morning, go to Chick-fil-A, just sit there and talk ball for like three, four hours. I think that people probably were like wondering what the hell we were doing there for so long. Cause we'd end up eating like two meals at Chick-fil-A. But, um, so I had reached out to him. I don't know. I'm trying, I don't remember exactly when, when it all kind of kicked off, but it, it was probably like a week or two into the quarantine when I realized like, Hey, I don't, I don't think we're, uh, I don't think we're going back to school. <laughs> you know, like this seems like it's going to be more of a long-term deal. And I, we had just come off of, you know, we like, you know, the in-person clinic season is just kind of wrapping up there in March, you know, like we had been to, like I had spoken at one um, kind of up here in Wisconsin. I know you had Yashinsky on, he runs a clinic. Um, I spoke at his clinic. We had been down in the Glacier in Nashville, the Glacier in Chicago, you know, like the Glacier Chicago was literally the weekend. You know, it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then that following Friday was like the day that everything shut down. Um, so, you know, we're just coming off clinic season and I'm like, you know, when it, when that happens, you know, like uh, I was really jacked up, like, oh, we got all these cool ideas, things that, you know, we want to talk about. And then it's like everything shut down, <laughs> you know, like I can't, you can't meet up with guys and talk. You can't really do anything. So I just reached out to Justin and I was like, Hey man, what do you, uh, why don't we like grab a group of guys and let's get on like a zoom call or a Google meet and just, you know, talk ball one night. And yeah, he was like, yeah, let's do it. So I, I reached out to a couple other buddies and just saw if they wanted in and they were like hell yeah we're in like let's you know get guys together and then I, I was like oh hey I'll throw it out on on my Twitter feed and just see like you know some of the guys that I don't you know I mean I don't have their phone number or whatever like I just blasted it on my feed and it was like probably within a half an hour I you know I don't I don't have the notifications on my phone for Twitter um I, I fired my phone back up and I look and I had like I don't know, like a hundred notifications from guys like, Hey, I want in, I want in like sending me their emails. Like my DMS are blowing up and I'm like, Holy smokes. So I, you know, I responded to the thing and I said, okay, like we're going to get this together. Like, I guess we'll have to have like speakers, you know, um, like it's not just going to be a kind of like my initial thought was let's do like a, a round table type, just shoot the breeze. Like, Hey, what do you do against this? You know, that kind of thing. Kind of like we do on here. And so I, I put it out and I said, Hey, you know, we're going to have some speakers. And then it's like, within a matter of minutes, we're getting calls. Like, you know, like David, Dave Braun, the, the DC up at North Dakota States on, on the phone, like, Hey, I'm in, I'll present for you. Like, okay. Like not what I was expecting. Uh, you know, Ted Schlafke, who's the OC at South Dakota, he, nope. he's followed right behind, you know, he's like, I'm in, I'll do it. You now we get a bunch of guys, Pete Jennings from Whitewater, you know, I, I text Pete, you know, we're pretty close with the Whitewater guys. It's just right down the road from us here. And he's like, yeah, I'm in, we'll do it. Uh, and then at some point, you know, I'm like, I'm looking at this. I'm like, dude, I got like 10 speakers, 10 guys that are going to present. Like, I can't give them like, you know, this can't be an all day thing, you know, like as much as that would be cool. My wife probably would kill me. Um, I'm like, all right, well, how long do we want to have these guys present? And, you know, we kind of went back and forth and finally we're like, well, let's just say like 15 minutes, you know, like, and, and I, I threw it out and I said, okay, let's do 15 and just like, give us something like, you know, I don't want you to like go through like your whole passing game, like go through like, you know, like you did while you did three verse, right? Like give, give us one, one concept or give us a couple of drills or, you know, something like that. That's something super useful that guys can just take and put in. Um, Cause that, that was really like my, my initial thought with it. And I, 
you know, it blew up from there. I mean, you know, the first one, and then it was like, I had so many guys reach out and, and you know, talking to guy, college guys and some pro guys, we had some CFL coaches come on. They're like, Oh, we had just this list of dudes that were like, yeah, I present, like, let's do it. And it's like, all right, well, we'll just keep rolling every week. And, uh, it went on, we did it for, I mean, we did 11, 11 clinics. I think we had like 80 something speakers go through that whole time. Um, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, some of the guys that came like, you now we had Jim Leonard on from Wisconsin, you know, who, I mean, I, I've, known him for a while I hadn't talked to him in a while but he's a great dude you know he came on and you know I typically would have the speakers come on probably like a half hour beforehand you know just to make sure like their system is set up and he was on just you know he's just like you know one of the guys you know he's not uh you know just like your little you know you a guy that you would expect comes from a town of like 200 people in northern Wisconsin now he's just like that you know he's <laughs> shooting the breeze I think he might have had an adult beverage in his hand you know like talking he stayed on for probably like an hour after we were done just talking you know, him and adam harvey are like best friends now because you know they talk and <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I talk to adam all the time and you know that's every, every time we talk he's like ah oh, thank you so much for introducing me to jim letters i'm like yeah, i don't like i don't I introduce you man like i just just how it happened you know and, and i think that's the to me the coolest thing of it is it's not like like obviously i learned a lot of stuff from guys but the, the coolest thing is the number of like connections that I made with people and like that other guys made, you know, like seeing like, Hey, like I see John Weaver, you know, who, another guy that I probably talk to on a weekly basis now, like he's like doing zoom, like zooms with like little schools up here, you know, like talking about like how, you know, their tempo stuff. And it's like, that's, mm -hmm. that's the best part of it was just like the connections that we made and guys that I talked to that I probably never would have met if it wasn't for this, you know? And so, yeah, it's been fun and we get, we, you know, it's starting up again and, in two weeks, we, uh, I don't know, at some point in there too, like our, our state coaches association found out about it and they, uh, they wanted to get in on a game. <laughs> so they, they reached out and wanted to, you know, they like provided like a zoom. Cause I was using like my, you know, like my personal school zoom account, which is, you, know, you can only have, I think like a hundred guys on there at a time. So we were limited, like literally I was turning people away for probably the first five or six of them. And you, know, you see like you have the waiting room and stuff on Zoom and there's just like a list of guys just sitting there. I'm like, sorry, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> I can't let any more in. So they gave me uh, access to an account with more, with like a 500 guy limit. So we have that and they actually paid me a little, which was pretty cool. <laughs> um, so I wasn't gonna complain about that. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. It's cool, man. It, uh, just in, like I said, the number of guys that now like, you know, the, that I can reach out to and talk to all the time. And that's probably the best part of it, but it, it was uh, a lot of fun, you know, like you, you came on those times, like that was good. I know I was hoping you weren't going to do three birds. Cause I was like, oh, I don't let the cat out of the bag. Cause that's like our best play too. But, <laughs> well, <laughs> so, <laughs> but, damn it. Sorry, man. I didn't, you should, you should have screamed no, me good. beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> no you're good that's fine no it's cool it still worked so <laughs> nobody figured it out that's the nice thing about it right doesn't matter um yeah, yeah. i no i totally agree man like coming on it, that was the best part of it you know being being there and you guys kind of had like an early like you know wisconsin coaches association meeting and and i mean you know i never mean disrespect it just makes me laugh all the time when i hear guys from wisconsin talk so i mean it's oh, just yeah. 
naturally for me, it reminds me, you know, of the, you know, the super fans for the bears, you know, just, Oh yeah. Just hearing, hearing the accents yep. and the guys talk back and forth. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. that and uh, it always takes me Fargo back. Just makes me laugh. Yep. The, you know, you know, that's everybody's favorite thing to say up here, you know, <laughs> and I guarantee I, I guarantee I do the same thing, you know, cause you don't really get to hear yourself talk, but yeah. I mean, it, to me, it's just hilarious when I get to, to come on there. And, and like you said, but I mean, it's, it's all just small town dudes that want to talk ball, pick up a couple of things. And then, like you said, you'll get, you know, five, 10 emails afterwards. And now you have guys, Hey, could we come down sometime? Absolutely. I mean, Yep. That's the, the coolest thing is just opening their eyes to there's, there's so many other ways to do it. You don't have to just go to a glacier clinic. You know, you don't have to just go to yep. the association clinic. You know, there's schools, high schools that do the same things you do, or maybe do it a little bit different that you can go visit and literally get way more out of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That I, I, and I, I don't even, I probably, well, I definitely don't remember how many, but I'm just, the number of guys that reached out because I obviously like I presented on the first one that we did, right? Like I just talked about like how we organized like our passing game. Um, and I probably had, I don't know, 10 to 20 guys somewhere in there reach out to me like, Oh coach, can we, Hey, can we get on a meeting with you? You know, we're trying to, you know, or I'm a new OC or I'm uh, you know, our staff is making the transition from whatever offense to more of a spread. Like, can we just get on with you and talk? And I bet like, there was probably a, a couple week period where it was like, I bet like not, not every day, but maybe every other day I was on a zoom with, you know, guys from all over the country. I mean, even you know, I had one guy, like a guy that coaches a team, like a, I don't know, amateur or semi-pro team in like Germany or something. I think it was, you know, I, I did a zoom with them. They were up at like, I don't know, however many hours ahead <laughs> Europe is. They were like, it was like two or two in the morning or something for them, you know, <laughs> but they were all in. They're like, Oh, we got to get, you know, we want to do this. And I'm like, yeah, sure, man. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it, it's cool, man. They, like I say, you know, it's just seeing some of those other guys, like, you know, like Weaver, you know, he's always on these things and, you know, he's talking to like schools. I, you know, I don't even know where half these schools are in Wisconsin. You know, it's such a, you know, especially Northern Wisconsin is so rural. Like I don't, I couldn't tell you where half of them are <laughs> like down here in Milwaukee area. Like it's, there's like 300 schools within 20 miles a year but you know up there it's no clue but he's in zooming with somebody from you know wherever butternut or something i don't know <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that's awesome and, and and what a cool like wall said what a cool way to to go about doing it too not having those big long huge discussions hey come on here and tell us your best thing i think that's that's so awesome yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, some of the stuff too, like, you know, I, I wanted to get a variety of different people on, like, you know, we had Tony, Tony Holler on, right. Like, I know you guys know him, like, while well, you guys have went full in on feed the cat stuff um, because I, I wanted more, you know, like I, I've been going to TFC, like I've been to a few of them, like, I, you know, him and Brad Dixon, like I know their stuff and like, they're super popular out there. And, and I know like, you know, Tony is a lot of the things that they do, like, you know, their clinics, like, you know, they're not like going to TFC is not, you know, it's not cheap because they pay the guys, you know, and they do a good job with that. They, I think they should, but like, it's hard sometimes, you know, if you want to go to that versus like here, you, Hey, come listen to him for 15 minutes. It's free. You know? So we had him on just to expose more people to it. Cause I, you know, like his stuff is, I mean, you saw the results of it, right? Like you, you know, I think the last time we talked, you hadn't had him on yet. I think you, he was, might've been like the next time I think he was like your next one after me. Yeah. 
but it, I mean, you see the results from what he does, right? I mean, it, it's, there's no questioning that like, it, it's, you know, he's not making the shit up, right? Like he knows yeah. what he's doing in that. And, you know, you have, have different defensive guys on like, honestly, like, and the, the best part about it was like, I kind of had creative control over like who comes on like, Hey, uh, this new Iowa state three safety defense is becoming pretty big. Like better get some guys on here so I can learn this, you know, so I know how to beat it. Right. Like, I, you know, there was a lot, of, you know, a little selfish of me, but you know, like, Hey, I'm going to utilize that. Like, why wouldn't I? Dang so, right. But yeah. So, yeah. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's I'm looking forward to getting it going again here. It should be, should be a good time. We got a good crew coming up here in a couple of weeks. So a couple of guys I know, like I saw, um the one guy that i knew i wanted to get on was um eric care who's the he's the head coach out at corner canyon in, in utah because they were their their game they, i don't remember exactly and they might have been i don't know if it was their first game of the year but they were on espn you know and of course this is like you know we're all dying here because like oh we're delayed like we can't wait to get started for football so i was just like trying to do watch any game i could find and like i came across these guys on ESPN and they were just shredding whoever they were playing. Their quarterback ended up, I don't know, he he had like some un unworldly numbers this year, but I was like, I gotta get I gotta get in touch with this guy. Like I gotta see what they're doing out there. So got him coming on and I kinda I think you, you guys had Marinelli on. Has he been on here? Mark, yes. Mark, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Him and Timmerman's coming on and Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly's another one of those guys like I always try to watch. He's one of my off-season like studies every year. I find a couple of their games on YouTube just because they're, you know, philosophically he's so different. And, you know, I mean, you got yeah. you know Belichick talking about him now on you know, so it's like I wanted to reach out to him. I'm like, hey man, like I don't care what you want to do, like do your onside kicks or your two-point plays or whatever you want to do. I don't just you know, <laughs> so many different things that you could do from learn from that guy. So I'm excited about that. We were supposed to meet him at St. Louis. He was supposed to be the headline guy at uh, the TFC that Harper and I spoke at. Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, and he he ended up winning, you know, one of the big awards from the NFL. So he had, he got a free trip to the Super Bowl. Oh, was like, nice, so, yeah. Sorry, not going to make it, guys. I'm going to the Super Bowl instead. So yeah, well, I don't blame him. <laughs> we get, yeah, we we got to meet, you know, Coach Leonard instead, you know, legend in in Illinois, but. No, young young Leonard or older Leonard? Drew. Okay. So yep. we were, you know, it was it was still cool, obviously, but I mean, Derek, we were looking Derek forward to Leonard, it. Probably. Or Derek, yes, yeah, sorry, I had the wrong. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, 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 they're they're phenomenal, man. He's yeah, I've seen him a couple of times. They're <laughs> they are fun to watch, man. They're they're good. Yeah. His dad's like a legend down there too. I think at uh, oh, I forget where his dad coached, but yeah, it, it was. Yeah, some good dudes at that, man. TFC is, and I know I plugged it last time I was on, but yeah, if you haven't been to that, you got to get there because that is, it'll change your, change your views on a lot of things real quick, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, it's it's only going to get bigger now with, with Alabama's strength staff kind of, you know, you know, obviously not doing the exact same things, but having a lot of very, very similar views and similar philosophies. And then obviously people see how well it worked out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I saw Tony put out an article today about uh, about them and just like how, you know, how the, the guys, how they recruit and, you know, track track guys and speed is a, the priority and all that. And I think it's, yeah, for sure. It's not going to, it's definitely not going to get smaller. I hope he keeps it, 
local. I mean, I know they did a couple like around in different cities, but for a while it was just, you know, it's not too far down the road from us here. So I would go down pretty regularly. So hopefully it keeps, they keep doing it down here in the Chicago area. So well, it's going to really blow up, blow up now too, with, with all the, with the guy over at Alabama, what he did at Indiana and now at Alabama yep. and, and, you know, all that coming to the forefront. Now it'll be even more, more TFC stuff. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, the best one I saw too, was he had, uh, the guy that is, um, Christian McCaffrey's trainer, uh, Kula, I think his Kula. last name is. Brian yeah, Kula. Yeah. Yeah, he, he is. That that was one of the best ones I've ever seen. Just like, you know, like the way that they talked about, like the conditioning and, and you know, how he lifts and, and does that stuff. And it was like, man, that like could not make more, more sense. And it just like totally spits in the face of like the old school, <laughs> traditional football way of doing things. But it's like, I, you know, it's like when you hear him do it, it's like, yeah, why, how, <laughs> how you could think that, you know, that's not going to work. I don't know. Like, you know, you're going to do, I forget what it was, like his, you know, the end of his conditioning at the end of the week was just like he runs routes out of the backfield, like up and down the field, like, you know, like 10 yards at a time or something, just does that. Like it's a drive going down the field. I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, perfect example of what football conditioning should look like right there. <laughs> that's always think, been, yeah, say like Harper always said the same thing. It's like, let, let's, let's get better at football by playing, you know, conditioning for football and get better for football by playing football. Like it, it's exactly. such a simple concept and you're like, yeah, let's just play football and we'll be in fine shape. Mm. Yeah. Doing, yeah. Doing your 300 yard shuttles and your one tens, like, okay, uh, cool. Your, your guys might, uh, you know, I'll run the other team in that, but you know, you're also probably <laughs> going to be fried come Friday night because their nervous system is shot from doing that, you know, every single day at practice, you know, and, and you're going to be, you know, running a hundred plays every day in practice and, yeah, it blows my mind how some guys still still do that, but whatever, I guess. Just one of the good on ones that. I always thought. One of the good ones I always thought Walls did was it was like I don't remember what, he, what you called it, but like perfect plays. But it was like set up on the ten yard line, um, and the whole offense is out there, and the ones and, and twos and threes are are getting ready to go, and they call we call a play. They come out of the huddle, and then they run whatever play it is, but we run it through the end zone. So whether it's a pass yeah. or a run or whatever, they you execute that play, no defense on air, and then everyone sprints into the into the goal line. And then the twos yeah. go and then the threes go. And by the time it's the one's turn, that's your normal kind of 40 second, 50 second rest. And here you go for another one. And so we, we knocked out, you know, football stuff, but it was also, you know, whatever you want to call it, conditioning or it was getting ready to play football. Uh, and, and we did a couple things, you know, this year we only did it once, but I really liked it. It was, you know, basically guys running 10 yard sprints, you know, and they run eight of them with 40 seconds in between. It was all offensive linemen. Then the offensive linemen went and, and basically sat down for five minutes while the defense came out and did that. And so yeah. it was, you know, very similar to a game type situation. And the guys were able to run really, really fast when they were, when their turn was on. Yeah, I mean, it makes total sense, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I don't know. It, it's I guess it's just one of those things, man. Like I hope you know, like I, I, I enjoyed exposing guys to that by bringing Tony on the clinic and stuff. But at the same time, like I'm, you know, to be honest, like man, I hope, I hope all the teams <laughs> we play against stay doing the old school stuff, and so we can keep, you know, winning a ton of games. But. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's kind of where I'm at too. It's like, holler, man. Hey, I, I hope you make enough money, but you don't have to tell everybody about this. I know, it's, right? It's I know. Okay. It's like every time I'd go down there, I'd be like, I'd be like looking around, you know, because guys always wear, you know, like you're going to wear your coaching gear when you go to a clinic. I never do on purpose because I don't want guys to know who I am. But, um, you know, I'm always like looking around like, okay, what teams have coaches here? You know, then I'll know, like, you know, if we ever going to run into those guys, like, all right, they're going to be, you know, they're not, their kids are going to be fast and, you know, they won't be uh, they won't be dragging come game time. They'll probably be trying to chuck it around on us. So I always, I always try to keep an eye out when I'm down there. Like, I know I always see, and, and of course, like, you know, Steve, I know, I know I recommended Steve to do this podcast, Steve Jones up at Kimberly. Um, they're phenomenally good, but, you know, he's, of course, you know, he's a TFC guy. And I was like, ah, shit. Like, you know, they're like <laughs> one of the best teams in the state. Like, you got to beat them to win it all. And now they're doing it too. So, <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, I know Tony had him on. He did a heck of a job too. Yeah, his leadership stuff is phenomenal. He's he's really really good, really good guy too. Really, really super for for as successful as they've been. Um, you know, I think that at one point they won like seventy games in a row. I think they had the longest win streak in the country for a while. Um, they won I don't know five or six state titles in a row. But you know, he's still a super super humble, super down to earth guy. Just a great dude. I always love talking to him. I wish, I wish they were closer because I'd like to talk to him more often. But you know, we, we text every now and then. He's a lot of fun to watch and listen to at clinics. But Coach, so so you guys had you know the ability to choose fall or spring. Was there any talk about them letting you guys go in the spring since you only had five games? Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know, like, exactly what, like, I think there was, like, a threshold that, like, if you played so many games, like, you couldn't move to the spring. I don't, I don't know exactly what it was, but, like, I know at first, I remember on one of the Zoom clinics, like, because a lot of the guys that would come on there, like, the way that our coaches association is set up is, like, every, you know, we're broken up into regions. I, I don't know how many regions there are, but you know, like every region has like a representative and, you know, some of those guys would be on there. And I, I, at, at first, like the talk was like, Hey, if you guys play one game in the fall, like you can't move to the spring. And it was like, you know, there, I think that upset a lot of people. And then I think they changed it, but I don't remember what they changed it to. If they changed, it might've been like three or something, or maybe it was five. I, I don't know. Could have been, but yeah, we, for us, I mean, it was really never, our school was totally committed to going in the fall. Uh, I mean, gotcha. we've been like school wise, even we've been in person since day one. Um, mm -hmm. Aside from, uh, you know, obviously, like I said, you know, we got shut down right at, you know, of course the, the weekend right before playoffs started, you know, conveniently. Um, mm -hmm. But we were only out for, we were only out for two weeks and then we were back. Um, we've been back ever since. So it, it, it's been, you know, it was never, for us, it was never a conversation. We the one thing that we did was, um, you know, like I mentioned with the, the Kenosha schools, not really knowing what was going to happen with them. Like we did have kind of an alternative plan um, as far as scheduling goes. Like we were essentially going to join a different conference for this season and then play a schedule with them. Um, if if that those three, because Kenosha has three schools in our league, so we would have only had you know, us and the one other team in our league that ended up playing. Um, so we were both going to go join a different league and play in that, but then they not, they ended up playing. So, but yeah, just like I said, man, I don't know. Hopefully this is not, hopefully this is the end of it and we don't have to deal with this anymore because that was brutal. But. Now what, now, and, and 
I don't mean to just keep bringing stuff up, but what if a kid, what if a kid was at, let's say your school and he's a senior, you know, the kid that got to play one game uh, and he transfers over in the spring, is he ineligible to play or, or what's, what's the ruling on that? That's a good question. I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I gotcha. I know in, in our state, like, and I don't know if this is how it is everywhere, but you know, we have like, obviously like at least in our area, right. Like you, I mean, we're in the Milwaukee metro area. I mean, we're a suburb, you know, southwest side of the city. You you can, I mean, we have open enrollment in our state, but you know, you, it's like a weird thing. Like if you, if you transfer prior to the end of your sophomore year, you know, you can go into your junior year and play. But like, if you were to like, like say you're a junior and you try to transfer to a different school, you can't play. You got to sit out a year. So it's like a weird, I don't know, there's like weird stipulations in it. And I, I, I might, I may be off with my, my years there, but it, it's kind of a weird situation as far as how transfers go here. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I know if you move, obviously, yeah, you know, you're eligible right away. But if you just try to transfer like within the area, like I, I, I'm, you know, we had kids, you know, like the Milwaukee city conference, right. Which is, uh, I don't know, probably I'd say between 15 to 20 teams, maybe. No, I'm, I, we had, you know, there's kids in the city that are really talented kids. You know, there's kids going to Penn State and, you know, from all over the place. But then you know, we had guys like reaching out like, coach, we want to transfer because we want to play. You know, it's like, I, what do I say to, a, you know, like, first off, like, I don't know if it's even legal for me to talk to this kid. You know, he's like texting me. I'm like, do You're I right. respond? Do I, you know, do I say something? And, and you know, my, I, I would respond and I would just say like, hey, you, you know what, I, I don't know. I'm like, but you need to f- look into what the rules are as far as transferring go and, and then, you know, handle it through the school. Like, don't text me because, <laughs> like, I don't want to, yeah. you know, I don't want to get in, you know, our school into trouble for, like, you know, whatever. I don't know if there's high school tampering is a thing. I don't know. Like, whatever. I'm sure there's got to be some rule that says I can't be, like, recruiting kids or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, we I probably had four or five kids from, from the area, uh, schools that didn't play in the fall, to reach out to me. Like, Coach, I want to transfer. I want to come to Franklin and play. You know, but I, I'm sure, you know, like we're pretty good. So I, I think kids that were going to transfer wanted to come play for us. But I, I you know, it, it was, yeah. yeah, it blows my mind, man. Like just how the whole situation unfolded and how you're having two different seasons. And yeah, it's, I'll be interested to see what happens with that even, you know, like is that, you know, are those teams you still going to play like Milwaukee and, you know, the other teams in our league? Like I don't even know if they have a plan to play or, or what, because their schools are not open. I mean, they're all they're still virtual. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with them. <laughs> Jeez. Mess. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Well, coach, you got well, me, you got me wondering then. So you watch this play early on, you know, what, uh, what play did you get from us? Oh, okay. So you had a, uh, you ran a goal, a pass on the goal line. You had your one big stud receiver, like at number three from trips and you ran, Yeah. you ran him like on kind of, I, I don't know if it was meant to be like a slant and he just kept going. But he ended up catching like a touchdown in the back corner. Like he had your, your single receiver come underneath, yeah. I think, run like a spot route or something. Then he ran right over top of it, wide open in the back corner. We put that one in. Yeah. We, so, yeah, that's, that's actually a funny story. So we, you know, obviously, you know, you get into trips and you put your dude at number three. You know, even, even Coach Harper knows this play. You know, Dolphin Money is what we used to call it back at Broken Arrow. But, you know, number three runs the corner, <laughs> the corner yep. out, you know, and the outside guys run uh, fins, you know, double unders. Yeah. I mean, everyone, everyone, their dog runs that. Well, everyone knows we run it. So yep. uh, I'd actually met with 
you know, my old roommate and he's with the Eagles and I think they just got fired, but I yeah. met with uh press Taylor and it was, that was the whole conversation. So again, we both hop on zoom. He's sitting there like babysitting his kids. He's sitting in his, uh, the Island <laughs> of his kitchen and he's walking me through. It's hilarious. He's got like all of his, you know, exos film. He's walking me through it. And he's like, all oh, right, yeah. hey, let's, let's go through this. So he'd showed it to me and it was, you know, the same formation and they, they had run it with Deshaun Jackson. She said, they mm-hmm. just put it in for a speed guy. She said, put your fastest guy at three. And his only rule is he's just running towards the opposite pylon. So like you said, it looks like a slant and he keeps going. That was the yep. whole, that was the whole gist. Find easiest release. Yep. You run into the back pylon and then they take number one, who's to the boundary. Usually you're going to get man. Yep. And they just tell him it's an option route, sit, pivot, whatever you want to call it right on the, the goal line. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. We, we ran something pretty similar yeah yeah it was good yeah we uh yeah I mean that that was you know that one cool thing you know being able to watch some games prior to the season but then obviously with all the free time we had like you know we clinicked with you know some other schools too like we did my online coach and my running back coach and I we we uh got on a zoom with the, the guys from Louisville and did a wide zone clinic with them um you know like Harper I know you guys I, you, you were running a lot more of it this year you know we we did too um, you know, pistol wide zone stuff that we got from them. That was really good. Yeah. Um, you know, we got a lot of mileage out of that, you know, the play action off of it, especially, I mean, we got, uh, I don't know if we hit like a, a big touchdown pass every game off of it, but I think four out of five games, you know, we hit like a, you know, play action post over the top off wide zone. Um, you know, that was a, a huge new thing for us that we hadn't done in the past. And then, uh, you know, like I said, you know, I mentioned walls of three verts, you know, again, that continues to be the, the money go-to play really in just about any situation for us. So, you know, week one, I think we, I, on the season, and I just looked it up yesterday because I, I was, I anticipated talking about it on this was, uh, I wanted to see <laughs> exactly what our numbers were on three verts, what we, we averaged uh, 24 yards of completion on three verts this year. Like it was just outrageous. Like, you know, how, how good of a play that is. You know, week one, we threw for, threw for 410 yards. Um, and that play averaged over 30 yards of completion that night. You know, we just, they were playing, they're playing cover two, you know, it's like, Hey, they're a good team. We only ended up winning like 24, 21, but they, you know, they were just playing different variations of cover two. We'd go empty and then, and, uh, you know, and then the beauty of that play, you know, you get your three verts, you get your two guys with flat control underneath. You know, we, we would have our, you know, we were running with like our tight end and a wing to the boundary. So we were running like fate, you know, like a, he'd be on an arrow and then an outside guy would be on a fate or go. And we'd run the middle, you know, number three from the, the trip side right down the middle. And then number two is on like, you know, kind of like a seam. We call it like a go read, just you know, he's either running a go or a post. But, and then the outside guy in the fin, well, they just kept, you know, that guy running right down the middle was wide open every single time. I mean, <laughs> playing cover two, you got to go with the, the, you know, the safeties would go with the go route. And there he was wide open. He just killed him on it. So just kept coming back to it. And, you know, we, we messed around with it a few different ways throughout the season. And I think that's the beauty of that concept to me. It's, you know, I know a lot of guys think that four verts is like the most versatile concept out there, but in my mind, like, you know, you can do so many things with three verts, like on the front side and, you know, how, what your flat control is, whether it's, you know, your, your bubble or, you know, you can run the slot fade or a now screen and, and go, or you can, you know, you can do that two back with fast motion. I mean, you can do everything like that. And it's, if they're in a too high shell, like, man, it's tough for them to stop that play. And we see 
primarily this year, I think we saw two hides every, every game, except for one, our last game of the year, the team, our rivals, they put their best player kind of like in a three, a little bit of a three safety ish look, just put their best guy in the middle of the field and just had him trail our tight end around. So it was a little harder that game, but you know, looks almost like a Y cross play then. And it's pretty tough to stop. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's our number one play. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Our kids know it. We know it. I think, I don't know. The the one thing is, is you know, like I said, I was hoping you were going to do it for a clinic because I don't think there's a lot of guys that really know that play. Like, I think you look at it because the thing is, like, I think if you look at it from, you know, the way, at least the way, you know, we do it, and I think you're, you're pretty similar because I know you and I have talked about it a lot, is yeah, it can look a lot of different ways. Like, you know, like when we first put it in back in the day, it really was, you know, just a double post concept, right? Like you're running, I think, you know, it used to be, you guys called it Patriot. I think what I learned from you guys, you and Doug yeah. back in the day, you know, it's like, you, you know, we had, you know, your, your, your boundary side or your away side from the plate and you got the number two was running a corner. One was running like the shallow underneath and mm-hmm. double post on the front side of it. And then, you know, it, it can still look like that from time to time, but really, I mean, it, it can look like double post. It can look like, you know, like a Mills concept, you know, post big and look like, you know, the reverse of that, it could look like a you know post from the inside, big on the outside. It can be look so many different ways. So I think it's hard for a lot of defensive guys to, to or at least the kids anyway, maybe the coaches understand it, but the kids at least to figure out what's going on, you know, just because it can kind of morph into so many different plays. And, and really it, it, the beauty of it is it allows us to carry so much less in the playbook. <laughs> Well, and it's something that was easy for me. I'm so I'm looking at making that switch, and it was very first thing that Walls taught me. You know, I call up Walls. I'm like, all right, Walls. We'd already talked over the summer, but all right, Walls, getting a little more serious about it. Start clinicking me again on some pass plays. We go straight to three verticals, and and for me as a dumb offensive line guy, it made so much sense because Walls was like, look, you can draw this up however you want. You just need to know there's three guys vertical. There's going to be two guys in the flat, one in each flat. He said, as long as the quarterback knows that and you know that, put whoever you want there, it doesn't really matter. And then I think Walls has gotten so good with some of that stuff out of trips, whether it's the inside guys running it, the outside guys. He's got some where the inside and the outside guy are the one running the the two verticals or, or posts, however you want to call that. Um, yep. It's just it's so versatile for a dumb guy like me to understand. I really liked it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the yeah, at least – one of the things that like I noticed more this year was just the ability for us to end up getting, you know, you get either you're going to get a guy running free down the middle of the field, like we did quite a bit, or or you're going to get, you know, your good fast guys one-on-one with, you know, a safety or something that's maybe not as quick as like your guy, right? Like we, you know, like the first game of the year, like the first, uh, I think we completed it like seven times that game, you know, five, five of them were right down the middle. And then, you know, we hit, uh, we hit one to like our boundary, you know, the, just the go route into the boundary, just because he beat the corner. You know, we, we, we give our quarterback, you know, we just tell him, Hey, you can alert that side. If you like it, you know, if that safety is cheating back towards the middle of the field, which is exactly what he was doing, you know, Hey, we had hit him down the middle a couple of times and he saw it coming. What did the safety do? He cheated back to the middle, left that, you know, that kind of that hole shot open behind the corner and we got him. you know? And then I think one time we ended up having to, to uh, check it down just because we uh, I think our guy our guy running up the middle got tripped but yeah I mean you can do it so many different ways and that, that's the thing is that and the, maybe the one downside to it is we might at times I think maybe got too cute with some of the stuff we did with it but 
um, you know, it, it's, yeah, it, it's such a versatile concept that, you know, it, I can't, uh, you know, like I said, it eliminates the need for, uh, we don't have to carry double posts. You don't have to carry mills. You don't have to carry dagger. You don't have to have that stuff, you know, and even four verts, you know, like I, I don't, I'm like, I'm, the more, the more and more I, especially nowadays with the coverages that you see, like it just doesn't, to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense to run four verts. Like I know there's a lot of guys that do it and still have success with it and that's fine. But like, to me, if we're going to do it, like I, I couldn't tell you the last time that we just ran straight four verts, you know, like it's going to be, uh, you know, my favorite way to do it now is we have a really good uh, tailback coming up in our program. He's a freshman this year. He started a few games for us. He's going to be, you know, going to be a stud and, what we would do, my favorite way now is we're going to run. We go out of two back, uh, which we ended up having. We, we had to put in two back out of necessity because we had yeah. so many receivers quarantined, right? So and, and it ended up being a blessing in disguise because now I know that's going to be something that we're going to use more of next year. But, you know, Ron and him, you know, we would fake, uh, you know, like a outside zone or, you know, we run like counter, like GT bash out of that two back set too. So we would make it look like we're running – you know, either sweep or something out of the backfield. And then we just have him run right up the seam, right? And have our number two to that side run mid cross, like he normally would on four verse. And he just, you know, he popped wide open several times on that, right down the, right down the seam. Cause that's, you know, that's probably the one guy that, you know, probably the most underutilized in the passing game. Um, you know, we did kind of made that a point of emphasis, knowing that we had him in the program coming up, that you know, we got to find ways to get Terrence the ball. Cause he's a stud and you know, he's great. He's, I, I, Franklin, the one thing we've always been really good at, right, is that we've had a ton of good quarterbacks. We've had a lot of good old linemen. We've had a lot of good receivers and never really had the great running backs. And now we've got – now we kind of have it all this coming year. So we, we got him and the other running back. And, and actually our other running back was like the player of the year – or not the player of the year, but he was like the running back. And we give like, you know, player of the year to every position in our league now for some reason. But he was the running back of the year. So we're – but – yeah. So, I mean, I mean, conceptually, yeah, we carry so much less than what we used to with that. And, you know, even the underneath stuff, like, you know, quick game for the most part has kind of gone out the window. You know, that's sort of RPOs. we got a couple of choice routes that we run underneath and, and then get the ball to the running back out of the backfield and screens, obviously. You know, I, I, I know I did the screens for you guys on the summit last year. Like we have, yeah. you know, we, we screen a ton. We averaged, we averaged 65 plays a game this year and, and I think 15 screens a game. So we screen a lot, you know, that's a big thing that we do, especially with how much we pass and, and the guys that we have get, get those guys, the ball in space and let them do their thing. Try not to screw it up. It's kind of my <laughs> philosophy now. So. Yeah. We've added a lot of, I mean, you talk again, three verts, just, you know, adding the running back as one of the third verts, you know, everyone runs the wheel route. You know, if you're mm -hmm. running the, the through route from the, the backside post and then wheel, I mean, and you, if you have a, a front side slot fade or something like that, the read's still the same for the QB. There's three verts and two guys short. Um, and same mm -hmm. thing, we, we've done the old uh, seven on play where, you know, we're running slot fades or smash in two by two and then pipe in the running back. Again, oh, same, yeah. Yeah. same reads for the QB and everyone's like, oh, you know, it's a seven on seven play. Well, you're going to play yeah. too high. I mean, there's, there's not many teams that account for your running back getting vertical, especially mm -hmm. if he's, you know, number two or number three, you know, they, they know the wheel, yep. they, they'll cover one, but if he, if he's two or three, you'll, you'll see some busted coverages. And again, QB, nothing changes three verticals too short. So, I mean, yep. yeah, the, exactly. the overlay of the teaching for you as a quarterback coach is super easy. 
Oh yeah. And, and I mean, that's like our, and it's funny too, cause like our, our backup quarterback is, uh, he also, he, he was our starting safety this year. He was, you know, last year we kind of, we had, uh, you know, about, it was a, actually a pretty close competition between him and the kid that ended up winning it. You know, Miles, our quarterback now, who's the, you know, got the D one offers, but it's funny every time that the, the backup would come over, you know, like he'd do, cause we split practice, you know, we offense on one side, defense on the other and scout team and, Stuff, but he'd come over like at the end, you know, to get like probably like the last, you know, whatever seven or eight plays, and you know, every single time, first thing he comes up, coach, let's run, let's run three bird, you know, let's go around, <laughs> like, all right, man, like, yep, you know, they just they know it, and want to run it because they know it's so such an easy play for them, and and it's it works, right? I mean, it's it's funny. I mean, even our, you know, we talked to, you know, we're kind of in the process right now of just looking at like stuff for next year and trying to get that finalized and I was talking to our receiver coach and you know, I was like, all right, you know, what are we, what are you thinking for next year? Like, you know, just kind of like our base stuff that we want to, you know, you know, with the guys we got coming back. And of course, you know, that was his first answer. You know, like, all right, good. <laughs> definitely, definitely going to be the day one install. And I don't, I don't envision that changing anytime soon. Just, you know, like I said, it's, it's good against everything. The, the only thing that we haven't really, had the chance to run it against yet is that some of the three safety stuff um but you know like i said we're seeing more and more of that not not so much this year but um i know we've got a few teams in our league that are moving that direction so i'll be interested to, to dive into that and i know that's been a huge off-season study for me so far is figuring that out <laughs> how do you think do you how do you think they handle a lot of you know some of the switch releases and things like that because it seems like so much of it a lot of it's predicated on you know the middle middle of the field dude finding three or playing three you know to me i think you can maybe mess with them a little bit you know jet sweep action creating new twos new threes switch releasing that to me that's that's kind of one of the things i want to you know dive a little bit more into yeah so i mean we played we had one game uh, in the 2019 season against, uh, we have a team in our league. I, I knew that they had went to, they, they were their head coach and the guy that ran their defense. I, I know I, I saw him at Iowa state the same time that I was there to, uh, back in, it would have been in the spring of 2019, I guess. Right. So I, w- I went down there for spring ball. I saw him there. So I had a feeling that we were going to see it from them. Um, but you know, when we're, our league is, you know, for the most part spread, pretty spread out, but, you know, we've got a few teams that'll still, you know, they, they still delve into the, you know, 21 and heavier personnel stuff. So I think we played them maybe week four and they, they hadn't run it. They ran it like situationally. So, you know, we kind of had a plan for it, um, but then they came out and they ran it full time against us. But yeah, but exactly what you're saying is the things that we saw that worked well for us were, you know, we go three by one or empty, and then, you know, we'd switch release, like, to that trip side two and three, um, like, you know, kind of like a scissors concept, lane side scissors with two and three. That was a really good play for us. We hit the, the post running right down the middle of the field because that middle safety went with the corner out, left the middle wide open. Um, the, some of the, fat, you know, fast four or four strong concepts work good for us, you know, stuff with jet sweep or um, and then our QB, you know, QB run game to the, to the weak side was good. Uh, like, yeah. you know, we run a decent amount, not, not, I don't say a decent amount. We run QB ISO a little bit in, you know, select situations. Our quarterback's pretty mobile. You know, we try not to let them get dinged up, but you know, we ran that a little and that was good into the boundary. Another good way or the one, you know, like I saw, I know I, I, I just talked with Adam Harvey 
like over Christmas break, we zoomed together and he was showing me like, you know, I asked him, I'm like, all right, well, Hey man, you're in Texas. You're at the forefront of this. Like what are teams running against you? You know, he showed me some, you know, you're seeing like a, a good amount of like GT counter, like back into the boundary. That seems like a big thing that teams are doing. And so we've got a plan put together for some of it, but you know, I'm still trying to kind of my thing right now is I've been going through like the, the Baylor film from not, not this season, their, their defensive film from 19 with uh, snow and while rule was still there just because they did some different things. And obviously I've seen a lot of the Iowa state stuff, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how, how that kind of evolves in high school level. Well, coach rolling up on an hour. I, I know we've already asked you the question before. Uh, so I want to ask you a new one and it's one that I normally ask it, you know, in the podcast this year, but um, I'll save it for the end for you. Uh, so it was obviously all the craziness with COVID and it, and it forced everyone to do so many different things, how you met, you know, meeting on zoom playbooks on, on Google drive on, you know, so many different things that we had to do because of COVID. And, and I'm sure a lot of that stuff uh, you'd like to not have to do again, but assuming next year, all this stuff gets figured out somehow, which man, I guess right now it's not looking so good, but assuming next year, all this stuff gets figured out. What, if anything, are, are you going to take that you guys started doing it in this year of COVID and everything's changing? What are you going to take uh, to next year that you thought worked really, really well for you guys? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think a couple of things like one, um, obviously not being able to meet in person was a, a you know, a big thing, but I, what I ended up doing was making, I made video installs, you know, I'm like doing voiceover on those. And then, uh, you know, like I have the, the just play, you know, playbook. I think I used the discount code from you guys at one point when I got it. Um, and I did that and make, make the diagrams, like find clips of the plays, uh, you know, make, put all that together. Like I said, did the voiceover, made, made video installs and then throw that up on huddle so that our guys, you know, they could watch it. And then that way, you know, obviously this year, like we didn't know when we were going to start and not having, you know, not having any contact over the summer. And then you just roll in, you know, you roll into practice finally one day, like, all right, here we go. You know, we got a game in 18 days or whatever it is. Like we got to go. So, but the nice thing having, you know, allowing them to, to watch that stuff uh, and get familiar with it. And, and then I think too, uh, from a, a staff and, and game planning perspective too, like, you know, we didn't have to, you know, I mean, we live, you know, where Franklin is located, like we're kind of, you know, we're just Southwest of Milwaukee, like I said, but you know, our, our coaches kind of live, you know, and we're not all, we don't all live in Franklin, right? Like Franklin is not a cheap place to live, being honest. Um, you know, I, I live about 30 minutes away. A running back coach lives 30 minutes away in the opposite direction of me. Um, you know, a couple of the guys live, you know, two of them live in Franklin. One of them lives, you know, probably 10 minutes away. So just our ability, you know, being able to get on and, and go through, you know, weekly game planning and doing stuff, you know, we came up with like some, you know, different documents and things where we can kind of throw ideas in, um, you know, and, and it really, and in my opinion, it was just as effective as it's ever been. I mean, we did, we did still meet a few times, like on the weekends, but I'd say, you know, that the the ability to do stuff from home, I think, you know, things that like we may have at one time thought like, Oh no, we have to be together. We have to be able to draw the stuff up on the board together and go through it all. Like I think this year really, 
showed that like that stuff doesn't have to happen. You know, you, you can, you can effectively do stuff from, from home and, and do it, you know, from a distance, you know, on your computer that it, it's feasible. And it, in my opinion, like I said, it, it was just as effective as anything. So I think those are probably two things that, you know, I know I'm definitely going to do the video installs again, obviously like, you know, quite a few of them won't change, but you know, some of the ones that change, like I know we're, you know, when I came into Franklin, like terminology wise was very old school, you know, very you know, 100% like number based. Um, you know, I talking the different guys like, you know, JT O'Sullivan, you, know, you guys had him on. Um, you know, I talked with him quite a bit about, you know, he's kind of that trying to model the Kevin Kelly, you know, kind of go really fast and tempo. And I, I was just trying to find ways to streamline terminology and, and being able to do that and then throw it up on a, on a video for the kids, you know, so they can watch it, you know, cause I mean, you know, in Wisconsin, we're very, we talked about this last time, how limited we are with our contact with our kids here. You know, we only get five days in the off season in the summer to, to practice and do stuff. So we, we have to be creative with it. And I think so a lot of the things that I learned, you know, in the past, you know, whatever it's been eight months or nine months, you know, it's things that we'll probably continue to do forever now. So. And you guys ability to accelerate once you guys have an, an indoor facility now too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. That, that's going to be pretty sick. Um, yeah. I think it's nice. I'm, I'm looking forward to our guys getting it. I know they're going to be doing some seven on seven stuff in there pretty soon. So I think they're trying to get like a league put together, which will be a good time for our guys and hopefully uh, get them in there and we won't have to deal with the uh, install in less than three weeks prior to playing the game. <laughs> Yeah, that that was my favorite part. Literally at Broken Arrow was once they got the indoor done and you're coaching QBs and receivers. I mean, all that stuff was done. I mean, we we'd had it done, and and the kids, the kids, it was like a second home to them. To me, it, it kind of made made that culture what it was, and and it really helped the skill culture. I thought it kind of yeah. put those guys a little bit more on the map and and got them all on the same page. I that's been my biggest off season deal. I mean, I I'd, I'd watched a few videos early on. Uh, and I kind of just sit, I, I take a notebook with me and I watch stuff and just kind of write things down. But that was one of the things is like, you know, quarter, quarterback and receiver chemistry is it's almost like people just kind of forget about it. But like mm-hmm. th- yeah. those guys, ha- that has to be worked on like all the time. Like literally, if you, yeah. if you, you get away from it, you know, it's just like, you know, not making your bed or not brushing your teeth. I mean, that, that, that stuff can go bad quickly if you, if you're not doing it all the time. So really trying yeah. to instill that with our guys like, Hey man, you know, knowing who your top three or four are and, and you guys got to do it literally on a, on a weekly basis and finding ways to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, man, I agree. We, yeah. Cause I mean, our facilities at school, you know, to be honest, they're not great. Um, we have a good, they just redid our weight room, but you know, we don't, we don't have a place like where our kids can go throw. We have one gym at our school and it's not like a, no, it's not like a field house. Like it's literally like, you know, you got to move the bleachers in order to have more than one basketball court, you know, and then even those ones then are only like a half, <laughs> you know, so we don't, we don't have the room. And, and obviously we have basketball teams playing and wrestling and all that stuff. So yeah, it's sort of the, having the, you know, the, an indoor close by will be, yeah, it's going to be a huge, huge advantage for us. And that's going to do it for this episode of RTP. We want to again thank all of our sponsors. You guys make sure and go check them out. Help grow our community by telling other coaches about Run the Power. And if you enjoy Running the Power, go get your shirt, long sleeve, or hoodie at runthepower.com. Also, if you have any topics or any questions you would like for us to discuss in the next podcast, 
Simply rate our podcast and then leave a comment in the writer review section of the podcast app. This will help our podcast rating as well as it allow us to answer the questions you all want answered. Make sure and go check out our blog at runthepower.com. Follow me on Twitter at Harper underscore Coach and Coach Walls at Coach Brady Walls. Run the Power now also has its own Twitter and Instagram, and you can find that at Run the Power. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Talk to you soon.